Oh, oh, Joe. Yes, Robert. Um, uh, hi. It's hi. it's been a, it's been a long time since I've spoken with you. It's like been nearly less than twenty four hours. It's been less than twenty four hours. You now you have to remind me why are we doing this? Well, okay. So here's the deal. In this particular episode that you're about to listen to, this is a message to the audience, not you, because you don't oh, listen good. to the show. Thank you, you for clarifying. To the yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk a lot about the open AI drama and about Sam Altman and what's going on. And as we recorded that, he had been kicked out of open AI and was being courted or hired by Microsoft. And as it turns out, literally less than 24 hours later, he is now back with open AI as the CEO. And uh, yeah, so a lot of what you're going to hear in this episode is sort of out of date already. So we just wanted to make a quick little disclaimer up front that we know <laughs> that we're aware and that you should listen. A lot of the stuff we talk about is basically still valid. Um, but, uh, but, but there's, but there will be a lot of context missing obviously with the, with the news. So, yeah, I think it's important that we, yeah, because I, the, the actual title for this episode that I put together was the end of open AI. Yeah. Well, that's which not may right. Still because, be true. Which well, may I guess still it might. True. Well, that's why I think that when when everyone listens to our commentary, I think everything we talked about is still in play for the most part. I think Microsoft still has a much bigger role in this whole thing. Sure. Who knows what has? So basically, from I mean, correct me if I'm wrong from what I know, but I think uh, ten o'clock at night on Tuesday because we recorded this in the afternoon on Tuesday. So ten that's o'clock right. then, and we're recording this right now on Wednesday. Uh, they said, okay, Sam, you're back in. They had major changes to the board. They bought, brought three new people into the board. And from what I can tell, the, that board's job, the smaller board, is supposed to get a larger, more permanent board ready to go in the future. We don't know when that's going to happen, but that's sort of their role. Sam is CEO. Everyone was brought back that left. And, uh, and, and, and here we are, Sam, probably stronger than he's ever been. Oh, uh, sure. Because yeah. have you ever, I guess here's just a side question. Have you ever seen a employee base so loyal to a CEO as to basically everyone was ready to walk out? Uh, I, I, I would guess that the answer to that is probably yes, but none that have were tested in such a way. Right. I mean, because yeah. this was, you know, I mean, look, two things that are clear here. One the side story that got little coverage um, was that the employees were actually due for a disbursement of shares of ownership in the company. And that was put, you know, on the, on the back burner while all of this drama unfolded and was probably going to be dead on arrival. And now is almost certainly back on the table. Um, if not bigger than ever. And so I think, you know, yes, there was probably some level of loyalty there, but there was also like, Hey, by the way, I was, I was going to get some, you know, I was going to get ownership in this thing and now I'm not. So I think there was some of that as well. So here's my question. So, so everyone is up to date. We think, do you think that we're going to have to now get together again on Thanksgiving <laughs> and and <laughs> actually record not. a, yeah. a preview to the preview to the, yeah. to the real episode. Uh, so anyways, uh, well, I think it, I, I will say this, though. I, I, I don't think we're going to have to get together tomorrow. At least I hope not. But there are a lot of pundits out there saying, you know, sort of 
this is the you know the you know candle on the cake the you know slamming of the door the end of the story but you know tied all, all tied up in a neat bow for this big dramatic thing that happens and i don't think it is at all i think i think we're just you actually say this in the show uh, where you said you know we're going to find out something um and i think that's probably more true than ever i think this is i think this is the the middle of the story not the end of the story yeah, it's interesting. I read the New York Times article that that talked about the board could never come back and say exactly the discretions that Sam Altman committed. So what? Like, so there's there's something. And of course, you and I talked quite a bit of the episode about what does this mean? Government coming in. Is that going to be more of a play? Uh, and of course, what's Microsoft's role? And I, I mean, of course, I'm I'm Mr. Doomsday. I think there's something really big and nasty behind this that, that we're not uh, privy to at this point. But yeah, but there's always Black Friday and Saturday <laughs> and the weekend. Sunday, and we'll right. we'll do yeah. this thing. I, yeah, I think I have a feeling that next episode will be another mini open AI discussion. Probably so. We'll see. So that so that's it. Anything else we should add before we go on to the regular programming? No. Go Cowboys. Go Browns. Have a great show. Listen, to everybody. Hope it's wonderful for you. Rock and roll. And now for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Well, hello, my friends. This and welcome to this old marketing. It's proudly brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. I am Robert Rose, and welcome to episode number 403 for Friday, November 24th, 2023. And with me, as always, as he always is, my colleague, my friend, my best pal, and a guy who's definitely not joining Snoop Dogg in his weed uh, quitting. That's Mr. Joe Polizzi. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It's, we it's been it's been what eight weeks or not even of us being on the HubSpot Podcast Network, and it's still it's tough after 396 episodes to change your spiel. It which is. is what you're. This is well, that's the know, whole beginning. If people don't realize, you say because you used to say, "Welcome to this old marketing." And then now you're saying, oh, I got to Well, I used to up. say, what I used to say is this is Robert Rose. And welcome to this old marketing proudly. Oh, that's right. blah, blah, blah. But now I've got this, uh, the proudly brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. And I'm, I'm if people haven't noticed, I'm totally doing the WNBC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should just, you know what? You just need to go all in with that. Just do it. Oh, oh no, it's it's uh, it's going to progressively get I'm it's going to progressively get more and more uh meme worthy, I think. Let's uh I I would at some point let's say 10 or 15 episodes uh from now probably in the new year sometime somebody will do like a you know, a, a clips, you know, brought to you about that, the HubSpot podcast network. Uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna have him. Speaking of Paul Giamatti, who did that in uh, Private Parts, the Howard yeah. Stern movie, he did the whole Welcome to NBC. Yeah, He's got a great right. new movie out. I'm, I want to see called The Holdovers. It's, it's, it's really good. Amazing. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I, I highly you watched it. it. I did. 
I did. Oh, yeah. Wow. You're way ahead of the game. You went out of the house and like went to a theater. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> that's big news. Yeah. It's well, I, you know, I mean, good for you. So, good. Thank good you. Good for you. you. I mean, thank you'd you. leave the house for, for travel, like for business stuff, but normally I did, yeah. traveled quite a bit. Yeah. But, but yeah. you're a homebody when it comes to like everything else. So you actually went, did you go to an AMC? Did you go? I went, or- I went by myself by the way. So, so how about that? That's, that's a, that's, that's the other thing. My wife was away. Um, we had a, you know, we, we, our, we had a, let's call it a family issue. Um, and she flew uh, for that. And then, so ah. I was alone and, and then basically I went and saw a movie. So there you go. So out of 10, what do you give it? <sighs> I would give it probably a eight. Oh, that's a, that's a powerful recommendation. Yeah. That is say, a- I think it's an eight. I mean, yeah. look, it, it's a, not a movie you need to see in the theater. Let me be, let's be really clear. It's not a, it's, you do not need to see this in the It's theater. not Oppenheimer. There's no, <laughs> I there's saw no. it because it was at a convenient time to be quite honest with you. So, um, like 11 in the morning. It's probably. yeah, it's not Oppenheimer. Although I really want to see that. Um, and, uh, uh, and it's not, it's, it's not, not Barbie. It's yeah, or Barbie, right? It's, it's not, not Barbie. Like we watched Barbie again on, uh, on the DVD. Uh, we got it from the library for free. Just so you know how we roll. Okay. And, uh, we watched that and, uh, not as good the first, not as good the second time, but I, I caught a few things I didn't really? catch the first time. Oh, well, I, I enjoyed it much more. Yeah. I'll tell you what I could. Pro- I laugh at that scene where they're singing the all the Barbies, the Kens. I'm sorry, are singing oh, the. So I wanna push you around, yeah, and yeah. I will. And they all yeah. do that, and yep. it goes on for like three minutes. Like it's, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty. That's worth the movie going experience just His, for that scene. Ryan, or Ryan Gosling's performance of that song. The look in his eyes is just—you believe it's, it, you know? It's Chef's you kiss, so it. perfect. Yeah, it's so you do. It's so great. And well, and speaking of movies, by the way, the poll from last week did happen. Um, yes. About uh, you know about our yeah, about the Adam Sandler, Sandler movies. I did That's see correct. some. Uh, and what what did? Uh, and what thank did you to Dennis to? Chow for for tallying all the votes <laughs> on threads. So hats off to you, my friend uh, Dennis, for for doing that. Um, look, so it it. It was interesting. I found because you have to first of all, people don't. If you didn't, if people didn't listen to last week. So what are we talking about here? We're talking. So about- I've never seen, I've, or I claimed at the time to have never seen an Adam Sandler movie, and so we set up a poll to say mm-hmm. send in through Threads or LinkedIn or email or however that sort of send your signal in to to actually recommend one, um, and we would and I would watch whichever one got the most votes. Um, and so I think it's going to be, well, so here's the interesting thing to me. First of all, I was reminded of several Adam Sandler movies that I have seen, but I don't think of them as Adam Sandler movies, like 51st States. I've seen 51st States and I've seen the wedding singer. So, oh, so you yeah. those, but yeah, but those, those, to me those don't, are Adam Sandler movies. I guess they are, but I guess they are right out of the center cloth. I mean, come yeah. on. All right. So I have seen those two. I have seen uh, uh, fifty. But you didn't States. see Happy Gilmore or Waterboy no. or those types. What you would prefer? What would you you think are sillier? I can't That's believe they I were made of, yes, Adam Sandler the, movies. Correct. Yes. So it seems like 
the the winner was uh, Billy Madison, I think, or is that the name of the movie? Is that the is that is really Billy? the one that one? Because I was really hoping for for Waterboy, boy, because Henry Winkler's Waterboy didn't even really make the list. Uh, I Henry Winkler's performance in Waterboy, in my opinion, was Oscar worthy, but didn't even get nominated. Uh, well, you'll know why uh, when you know what and all that that happened with that one if you watch it. But Billy Madison was the yeah. first one after SNL. That was the first big hit. Okay. It well, was Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore was after Billy Madison. So which one should I watch? Because if Billy so Madison gonna, won, Billy it, Madison it wasn't hands down. It was not hands down. There was there was basically no clear winner. I think Billy Madison, um you 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 will come out of that movie not nearly as intelligent as you are currently. So it will be worth it. Okay. It will be more than worth it. yeah there's there's a few there's a few really good scenes in in billy madison all right let's well, do it. i will can you I, watch it by next by the next show yes. and talk about oh it? i will watch it over the I, i'm gonna watch it over the thanksgiving break yeah i'm gonna watch i'm gonna i as i promised to do i will definitely do it and i will be back uh after the the thanksgiving break with uh um you know with with my review of so the the thing that i judge i've seen them all obviously yeah and the the way that i judge my favorite is if it if I'm if it's if it's on like I'm scanning through channels, which I ne- rarely ever do, but as I used to you know, flip through channels and I stop at it, would I actually watch the rest of it? Right. Billy Madison, I would not. Happy okay. Gilmore, I've probably seen way too many times. That's the golf movie. So none of the other ones really would make it. Fifty first dates might actually with Drew Barrymore. That's a good one. But the water boy is the one I always stop. Because okay. I think him and him and Henry Winkler make movies. Well, maybe magic. I should watch that one then. Maybe movie. I should maybe I should watch that do one. Do a double then. feature. Sure. We'll we'll watch it. We'll do like that Netflix thing where we can watch together. No, <laughs> we shan't be doing that. Yeah, that's that, that would that, be so that, fun. No, I'll no, make no, popcorn and I'll pretend to throw it at you. No. Be that's great. We're not gonna do that. Yeah. Uh before that. so that's good. So you have homework assignment. I do. But before before that, do you want to comment on the amazing Martin agency campaign of, of Snoop Dogg's smokeless smoker. It's, it, it is so perfect. It is so the tone that they struck in some of the ads, uh, that I've seen anyway is so perfect. It's just, it's just, and it's, it's, and it's him just so everyone's clear. Yeah. And, and what was interesting is I never saw this directly. I heard from three or we were talking about before the show, I heard from three or four people that said, did you hear that Snoop Dogg's quit smoking? Like yeah. it was a bit like, I'm like, no, no, really? That's a, that's amazing. Like he must've, he must've got something from his doctor that said that he really got like everybody's yeah, trying right. to figure out what's going on with Snoop. And then, Oh, by the way, this comes out, whatever it was yesterday. Uh, and we're and by the way, we should because we're going to talk about some timely things. Everyone should know that we're recording this on Tuesday, the 21st, That's right. just before, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but basically it came out that he was promoting a uh, a smokeless smoker uh, that you would sit in front of the campfire campfire, if you will. And uh, and yeah. joined LinkedIn and and the LinkedIn stuff went viral at the same time. It's and so it's got good. Some great it's, videos it's, associated it, yeah. with it. And the. The results for what's the and I I probably should have this in front of me. What's the name of the smoker? So, oh, solo stove, solo, solo stove. stove. That's, it. That's it. And apparently they're flying out off the shelves like hotcakes right yeah. now. You can't I mean, you can't even get one 
because of this whole thing. And, and it's going to be the Christmas gift. It's going to be the Christmas gift of the year. I, I it, predict it, it's, it's actually looks, one of the, yeah, it looks fairly impressive, but the campaign and the, what I was talking to you about, Robert was, I don't know if you can learn anything from this because how many, uh, campaigns are so perfectly fitting of a celebrity that you could do this and get away well, with it. You know what it is? It's, it's, it's turning, it's, it's turning your main branding attribute on its head. Right. So the equivalent would kind of be in, in your world, for example, if you, you know, you came out with a press release and an announcement that said you were giving up orange, right. As a color, you, know, you were just yep. going to stop. You were just going to completely stop. Full and stop. it would no more, orange. you know, yep. and, and, you know, I mean, it would, it would make waves. It would make it, it would, it would be notable, right. It three would be, people would say something. <clears throat> yes. At least, you know, three. and so it, it's, uh, it, it's just so well done. I mean, the, the one ad I saw, which was just an image of him, you know, he's, he's, um, people can't see me that aren't seeing the video, but you know, the prayer hands and he's, and it says, basically, I've decided to give up, uh, smoke and weed and <laughs> please respect my privacy in this time of need or whatever it is. And the comments underneath half the comments, just, it just, the joke went right over their head. And they're all like, you know, thoughts and prayers. I'm so oh, glad yeah, that you're helping. Yeah, you know, people thought it was serious stuff. Yes, it's, it, but it, but it's, it's just, it's so, it, you know, I mean, look, this is classic War of the Worlds thing, right? You know, Orson Welles, you know, Halloween, you know, prank, you know, idea, fake news um, as a, as, as a marketing campaign. And it's, 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 it's genius. It's, it was just really well done. It's a tough one. It's a fine line because it could just could have easily backfired. It, but it, it did but not. it didn't because it's Snoop, right? It, it, if if it had been somebody else, it might have might have backfired. The only other person I think of that would have worked for this would have been Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson could have totally done this. Pulled that. Oh, off. that. Oh my God. That. Hey, that's the next one. Sure. Yeah. They could do. Of course, people would know <clears throat> know by now. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a big show ahead of us, uh, timely we, news. But before we do, we do. Yeah. just as we will just quickly say congratulations to your Cowboys and my Browns. Unbelievably, I don't think it's happened in our ten plus years of recording where both teams have been seven three or better. Yeah, here it's, it is. Yeah, this here is we monumental. Are. It's monumental. here we are. I wish I wish the Chiefs could have gotten it done last night um, and uh, and and beat the Eagles. But you know, if but, you're a Chiefs fan, you've got to be Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you're just you have to be shit because they dominated three and a half quarters of that game. That's right, and yeah. lost. That's right, and they just didn't didn't get it. Travis and, and did not. Kept, Travis had Taylor a, was not there, and Travis played like you know. Crap. People are talking about it today. You know, yeah. I mean, she he he plays significantly better when. Yeah. And he it's kind of like the, the he played bad last night. He well, he was it's kind of good. You remember when Greg Brady had the the necklace, and when you know the necklace was always like bad luck when you had the necklace. Yes, well, that's right. When he he needs to wear. Did you just or, say or like Greg a, Brady? Yeah, Greg, but Brady, the Brady Bunch. Oh, Brady okay. Bunch. from Brady Bunch. <laughs> okay. Am I am I that old? No, no. I'm making I a Brady Bunch. Yeah. Reference. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I feel like. Go. I feel like it's sort of the, you know, he's got bad luck when T Taylor's not there. He's like, he's wearing the necklace and she arrives <laughs> and he can take it off and be free and yeah. be himself. So there's that. Um, there you go. All right. On to our, <laughs> on to our show. Yes. 
We have, as we said, a this is a, a big news week, um, it, which is fascinating because it's a holiday week, but a big news week uh, nonetheless. Um, and of course, we have to talk about because everybody's talking about the drama at OpenAI and Microsoft and Sam Altman over the weekend. Then we'll talk about the wheels coming off uh, at X. Uh, lawsuits abound. Brands are abandoning the platform. Disney, Apple, IBM, and more. Media Matters, the one that they're suing, publishes a report about all of this. We'll talk about that for sure. Then we'll talk about the fact that TikTok has just been named the number one news provider. Is it the number one news provider for the ages? We'll discuss. And then We'll get into rants and raves uh, because that's all about we're going to have time to talk about this in this show. We'll get into Crazy. rants and raves. I am going to uh, talk a little bit about, well, I'm going to be an old man yelling at clouds for about uh, five seconds here and talk about my recent experiences on mobile websites and websites in general. Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about local journalism and a program that uh, is being talked about at NPR. And you are going to talk about BuzzFeed's business model, a new article a that came bit. out on ad week so just, uh, just a little bit yeah but your your local journalism conversation i'm looking forward to that so stick around yeah, for that one that's yeah that's going to be at about the 55 minute mark but it's going to be compelling this <laughs> it's going to be crazy compelling it's all right be, what do you what would you like to start with that's my new band we, name by the way is crazy compelling crazy compelling um, that is, we're gonna st- we're gonna start where we have to start of course which is all of the hubbub because, you know, these two chuckleheads, we have to throw our hot take into the mix because nobody else has done yeah. that. Oh, okay. Um, nobody's talking about this. Yeah, all. nobody's talking about this. The What we'll link to on the internet, um, but honestly, if you haven't heard or seen this, what are you doing with your life? Um, basically, this comes from the Wall Street Journal, and it is about Sam Altman, uh, who will now join Microsoft following an open AI rebellion, uh, the board sort of <laughs> shooting themselves in the foot. The, I mean, much to discuss here. But basically, what has happened over the weekend uh, is that the open AI board fired Sam Altman. Uh, and then said they were going to rehire him. Uh, and then basically Microsoft said, yeah, maybe we'll just hire Sam and a bunch of people. And now 500 plus, now 700 plus, as I understand it, um, of uh, the employees at OpenAI. And the article opens up by saying this is, and by the way, this is all happening in real time. Like Joe said, we, you know, we're on Tuesday here. Anything could happen by the time this airs on uh, Friday. It's hiring Sam Altman to helm the new advanced artificial intelligence research firm after his bid to return to OpenAI fell apart on Sunday, that's just two days ago, with the board that fired him declining to agree on the proposed terms of his reinstatement. Microsoft Chief Executive Satya Nadella, who is playing 5D chess here, um, said on X, formerly known as Twitter, which I think is also duly ironic, uh, said late Sunday that Altman and Greg Brockman, OpenAI's president and co-founder, who also resigned on Friday in protest over Altman's ouster, will lead its team alongside unspecified colleagues, uh, Nadella said. So, I, you know, I should just, I mean, everybody's sort of, I'm sure, at least up to speed on the events that have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, what, where do we even start with this? What, what, what is your overall take? What, what do we even think about all that's going on here with OpenAI, ChatGPT, Microsoft, AI, general intelligence? I mean, it's just a, it's just a mess. 
There's so much going on. And I guess the first thing I just would like to say is make sure everyone you do, do your homework. Don't necessarily listen to, to us two chuckleheads talk about this thing. I, I j- actually, right before yeah. we recorded this one, I listened to episode 73 of the Marketing AI podcast with Paul Reitzer, about 50 minutes. And he went through the whole history of open AI yeah. and how we got to this point. Because a lot of people don't know, too, that open AI was founded as a not-for-profit. And the That's open correct. AI, as we know it, is is within the wrapper of the nonprofit, which seems to be the big issue here. That And we don't know yet. And maybe by Friday, when this comes out, everyone will know why the board ended up firing Sam Altman. Uh, and we could talk about all the hor- the horrible communication that went on with this. Like this is this will probably go down as a case study of how how a board does not deal with getting rid of somebody. But the only thing that I can tell you, and this and Paul goes to this in really amazing detail. He talked about how on just a few weeks before this, uh, Sam Altman was talking about uh, how how he's seen something with AI that he's never quite seen before. And maybe that's AGI. Maybe it's that artificial general intelligence that that we're getting to. That's the big no no. That's the the big like oh my god. Now sure. it's being a, it's yeah. able to solve these. But no, we don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing this out be, because what could have been so horrible that Sam did? Is it the fact that he was trying to get investments from from Saudi Arabia? Is it the fact that he was thinking about setting up his own chip farm? Is it the fact that Maybe he was trying to set up his own device in, in competition with Apple. Those are all things floating around out there that we think are true, but but we don't know. But but right now, there's a possibility from all this. Two things come to mind. Open AI, as we know, it might be done. It might yep. be history. And if that's the case, then Microsoft just paid $13 billion, which was their investment into open AI for the most valuable company in the world, because they're taking uh, the two, one of the you know, two of the found Sam and, and the other founder and possibly 700 plus other employees to lead Microsoft's AI efforts without Microsoft having to pay a premium for that, which is what they would have been able to do. Um, so yeah, the, I, I don't know. I don't know where all this goes. And now, the, the current CEO of OpenAI, which was just announced over the weekend, is the former CEO of Twitch, uh, which, from what I know, <laughs> maybe you know differently, was never a big fan of AI no. anyways. Right. Um, so so the only certainly thing not that, a thought leader on the topic, that's for well, sure. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think of is the, the, non, the not-for-profit uh, OpenAI mission is humanity first. I mean, yes. of course, they state it very properly, but it's that human, whatever's best for humanity comes first. Something had to go against that mission. And even in all the things, if you see all the deals that are worked out with the investors for the for the for-profit entity, it says that if if that if humanity's safety or future existence is in jeopardy by something we do, they have every right to pull the plug on this thing. Yes. Which seems like is happening right now because somebody got scared enough for whatever, whatever you believe that AGI that's, that's kind of what, that's kind of what I think, think happened. And and Altman was moving so fast into this direction saying, you know, we're going to go, go, go. And then 
Ilya and I forgot his last name, the other co-founder yeah, and the, the, right. the, I, the basically the, the lead technologist that made the complaints to the board. He obviously shared many concerns. Now he went back on that and said, no, please don't, please don't fire him. And I didn't want that to happen, but he shared concerns with the board that something was happening. And then very quickly, here we are right now. So I don't know if I missed anything with that, but trying to sum up 70 different stories in three days into where we are on Tuesday here was, was quite a feat. I listened to a lot, a lot of podcasts yeah. just trying to wrap my arms around it. Uh, but something, this is something bigger than, than any of us realize. And I think it comes down to AGI, but we'll find out in the next few days. I think, I don't think this is going to be that big in the scheme of life. I really don't. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is, is that when we start talking about the, the, the disruption that, uh, you know, that, that, open AI created in, in so many ways, <clears throat> this to me feels, it, it feels very reminiscent of Netscape in the early days of the internet. Um, and, and so what I, th I think it's, I don't think it's the AGI and people getting scared. I mean, there may be that, there may be that underneath all of this. I think it's way dumber than that. I think it's, I think it's politics. I think it's personalities. You know, when when OpenAI came out and the original business model was kind of announced as this sort of, you know, cooperation or co-created nonprofit for good of the planet and a with a commercial arm that would help fund all of that, you know, would fund the research, you know, and there were people at the time who went, how could that possibly go wrong? Well, it really did. It really did in 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 it in it you know, in, in what was probably a pretty predictable thing that the commercial part of the business, the interest of the commercial part of the business started to fly in the face of the nonprofit. And at, at, at the heart of we've seen this before in other nonprofits where this, this becomes a big contentious thing with the board who are focused on mission, who are focused on, you know, the, the, the doing, you know, doing, quote unquote, the mission of the organization and the commercial interests, which are focused on success, succeeding the, you know, in the success. And I think it, at the end of the day, there was, there's just so much politics here. And I think in so many ways, this is representative of the inexperience for the most part that most of these people had being on a board of this stature. Um, and, you know, and I think Ilya coming out and saying, Oh, damn, I didn't mean for like you to take me seriously when I said, you know, all of this stuff, you know, it's like, you know, him coming back and saying, well, I didn't really want Sam to go, you know, and, and, and all of that. I think it's, it, I, I, I just think this is a lot of posturing and a lot of, you know, and, and those kinds of things. And ultimately this is Microsoft. This is Satya Nadella at, at his absolute chess playing genius. Right. And just taking advantage of a, foolish misstep in governance by the board of OpenAI because they just basically shot themselves in the foot um, with this. There's, there were so many other ways that this could have been yeah. dealt with other than taking such a drastic action, you know, uh, over, over, you know, and, 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 and to your point, we don't know the half of it, right? We don't, we don't know, know. We, we don't know the half of what went on here other than the fact that you can, you can tell by the fact that, now 700 uh, of the employees have signed a letter basically saying 
this is awful if, and how dare if you they don't it. yeah if they signed it saying if reinstate Sam or or they actually they want the board to resign is what That's they're right. asking for because they want it to go back to mm-hmm. to normal which I don't know is, is a thing no but I think the implications the so you make a great point which is the, the the implications here that we need to be aware of like okay so other than a interesting made for TV movie, what, what, you know, what, what are the implications here for the business? And whatever the implications here for us as marketers and as, as businesses going forward to me, there's, if, if this morning, you know, Tuesday morning, you know, before Thanksgiving, there are a lot of startup CEOs who have built their business and, 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 and here we of, go again on top of on it. rented land <laughs> on, on, you know, basically as we've a seen this before, for, right. For Whether te- it be Twitter seen, or Facebook. Yes, it is. It, 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 you know, I mean, not to beat a dead horse here, but if, you know, for all of those who said, Oh, it's, Oh, it, they just got $13 billion from Microsoft they're and they're, billion they're dollars. of course, How they're not going this? away. We can build our entire business on the back of being a wrapper for chat GPT and, and basically build it through the APIs and build our entire business and get funded on the back of that. Because of course the low, the risk of them going under is so low. Well, welcome to 2023, right? And, and, and yep. how quickly things can change for even a company the size of, of open AI. And so I think there's a lot of CEOs that are really worried and right now working with their developers as best they can to try and figure out what happens if the not, you know, the, the existing board, a new board or just open AI and in, in, in general goes, yeah, we're just going to shut off the commercial access to chat GPT for, you know, now you just, there's done. Yeah. You know, we're just going to close off the APIs because we don't believe it's safe. We don't believe that it's, you know, I, I think the risk of that is relatively low in the short term. Um, but, you know, just because there's more going on there. But I think, but it's a real risk that, yeah, they just shut down the entire commercial aspect of it altogether. When it, it seemed, I think it's, I'm taking this way more seriously than you are. I think this, there's something that we don't know yet that, that uh, we'll find out that is going to change. Uh, where AI goes. That's what I believe, but I don't have any, anything. So I think what the board did was they used what they had at their disposal as a poison pill, as like a corporate poison pill to say, we have to stop this hostile takeover, if you will. And the hostile takeover was whatever Sam Altman wanted to do. That's because why would you do something so quickly like this? Unless you felt that this had to be taken. Your back care was of against the wall. You think you think they yeah. felt like their back was against the wall yeah. and they had to do something completely drastic. There's, there's no other reason. This was drastic. This was the most drastic. Why? Sure. If it's they not threw themselves, I mean, they basically threw themselves in front of a bus. They had to know they're smart enough people. Whether they got enough board experience, they're really smart people. And they said we might end the company, and that's actually in their charter. They they know that if they get to this point uh, where it's going to harm humanity. They got to they got to pull the plug on this. Um, and the last thing I'll say, because we could talk about this forever, is here comes the government. Here, here comes a lot of people saying that you can't mm-hmm. leave this type of power into the hands of a few. And and you, uh, what does that mean? We don't know. We, I mean, what can you talk about a government? Sure, that can't even get a budget. Yeah, well, that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Well, you it's know, going to be an issue. Yeah. Well, you know who's happy about this right now is Google, right? I mean, Google just got. Google just got like a a, a a a brilliant pit stop right here in terms of you know because by the way, it, what got buried in all the news is that Google released um, you know 
a number of new tools, including Lyria, which is a music AI generation uh, technology. And they're, they're, they've released it now to beta with content creators now. And it's an amazing artificial intelligence uh, generative AI uh, technology, you know, so for, for generating music and, uh, and if you haven't, by the way, if you haven't seen a demo of it, cause it's not available to the general public yet, but if you go watch the, the video with it, with the demo, it's, <laughs> it's impressive. I think Google's going to be, I think Google's going to jump all over this. Well, it, it, or it could be worse because Microsoft has taken such a leap forward in having that amount of talent, or it could just, everything could scatter to the wind. I mean, you've got all these really smart people if open AI implodes, which it seems to be doing right now, all these people are going to go somewhere to and do do things on their own. They're going to go to Google. They're going to go to Apple. They're going to go to have Amazon. You, have you seen all the texts? I mean, there's. I mean, I, I, I just for interest, I went on X and Threads and LinkedIn, and their Benioff put out put out a big message, basically saying if you're an engineer or you're a person over at open AI and you're looking for a job email, like put his email address up on the, on the post and said, email me your CV and we'll get you going with Einstein. And you know, they're all doing like Satya. Look, he, he got us again. How do they keep doing that? Yeah. Microsoft. Who knew? Satya Nadella. He is, he he is a smart, 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 smart man. Okay. So we'll see what happens Uh, when this comes out. This will be, I, like I will be very curious. Of time. I don't know. I, I'll be very curious to to see if you're right here. I, I I'm not going to look. I, I'm not going to be so cavalier as to say I know that it's not that. Maybe there is, and but I just don't feel like I'm. You know, I'm definitely going Occam's razor here, right? It's the the yeah. simplest thing is probably the right thing here, and it's just it's just you know politics and personalities. But we'll but we. Will I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this next week. I just just have a. a uh, you know, you're probably right. You're, you are. You are probably. You are probably right. All right. Let's move to our next story here. Well, actually, before we move to the next story, why don't we do what we need to do to make sure that this podcast doesn't implode and we have employees basically wanting to join Microsoft and let's pay some bills, should we? <laughs> You know what time of year it is, folks. That's right. It's football season. Q4. It is time to close out another year of growth and prep for the next year of revenue. To bring in more business this Q4 and beyond, you need HubSpot's sales hub. With a smart prospecting workspace, deal management suite, and AI-powered apps, you can take total control of your operation to generate more leads and land more sales. And when you pair Sales Hub with HubSpot's smart CRM, your team will be on the same page across the entire customer journey. Leads won't slip through the cracks, and data is connected across marketing, sales, and operations so you can better measure your impact on the bottom line. Stop sticking to the same old strategies and start closing more deals, because the best time to is Q4. Make the switch to HubSpot Sales Hub at HubSpot.com slash sales. Let me tell you about this awesome podcast that I was recently turned on to. It's called Talking Too Loud, hosted by Chris Savage, Wistiest CEO and Loudest Talker, and is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This show gets into the minds of entrepreneurs as they share the hilarious, informative, and most challenging aspects of building more human brands. One of my favorite newer episodes is Chris's interview with my friend and fellow podcaster, Jay Akunzo. Together, he and Chris talk about how people can really be more 
more heartfelt, incorporate more candor, and pull their little life moments into their brand and messaging. Check it out, won't you? It's Talking Too Loud, and you can find it wherever you catch your favorite pods. Upstairs at Eric's. Did you go? Did you go? Did you go research upstairs at Eric's? Not a bit. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> didn't do anything. But I'm going to write it down for a second time. That's right. Because go, your homework, uh, I, I'm assigning you yeah. homework, is to go listen to Upstairs at Eric's. Upstairs at Eric's. You're going to go watch Adam Sandler Marathon. Yeah. And you're getting, and by the way, you're getting the way better part of that deal, right? You, yeah. you don't know. You don't no, know. No, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know it would. I, I know that uh, no Adam Sandler movie is good as you the think album you know, there. but you don't know. Oh. <laughs> I've been in those houses. I've been in those meetings. I don't know. That's a Moneyball reference. Uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt. What he's every time I know. every time I hear that though, I think of the um, what's that? Uh, get him to the, get him to the Greek where where Jonah oh Hill's like. I'm proud of those units. I love those units. Those <laughs> I sold those units. Oh jeez. Uh, Right. That's, an, that's another guy who's in trouble right now is a Sean, Sean Combs, B Diddy. Oh, you know. that was the that was the quickest. I mean, it came out n- news about the the yeah. indiscretion. Yeah. And then the next day it was settled. That was yeah. somebody, somebody yeah, I'm not even gonna yeah. talk about it. No, no. Yeah, yeah I never yeah. No. Usually those things don't don't happen that quickly, but no. It's like, you know, what are we, what are we talking about now? We're talking about X, of course, um, because it buried in all of the news about open AI was the fact that uh, there is a S storm. Uh, well, let's just say it is a shit storm um, happening over at X right now. And uh, the headline that we'll have from ad age, which but again, a lot of the media outlets are covering this is X responds to the advertisers exiting. Uh, but. Uh, exiting get it see what they did there yeah right. anyway exiting. but ad yes. exiting um, but ad leaders predict a platform can't come back from the latest controversy so if you're unaware of what the controversy might be the article opens up and will help you understand it because it says x formerly known as twitter that's just going to be the way it's going to be now i suppose forever has responded to the exodus of major advertisers including apple ibm disney comcast lionsgate paramount global uh but advertisers predict that the elon musk owned platform will not be able to come back from the latest controversy the latest controversy of course is the fact that uh elon tweeted out it's support let's just call it support for anti-semitic i think no i think you can you can flat out say it you he think was, so? Yeah. Okay. All right. I I'm just going to, you know what we, you know, we, we ham and haw cause we don't necessarily want to take political positions, but I don't think this is political at all. Good he point. Is, That's a good point. He is over and over again, showed support That's for true. people that express anti-Semitic. Semitic, opinions. Yes, that is correct. And it's a, that pro- is- and it's a problem. And thank goodness there, and it, it took this, right. It took this for advertisers to finally say, Oh, well, I'm not going to, I mean, I, I don't know. You see, you've already made this decision. I mean, we can go into some of our own things here. I mean, I, we have another thing that we can talk about as well. But the even with my, I thought after this whole thing going on, where he's been on again, supporting this and keep going at it, and I, I really think I probably should leave that platform. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't want to give any oxygen to a person that does. Well, that's that. it. And I don't know what else to do. Do you? What do you do? You should leave yep. the platform, right? Yep. I'm leaving. I've I've left. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm actually, as of the Thanksgiving holiday, I'm actually, I'm cutting off. I'm actually going to go delete my account. Um, cause I was just, I was literally just giving it a little bit of a tail to see if any, you know, basically giving people time to find me. Cause I, if you go look at my profile now, it says, Hey, go f- come find me on threads. Um, so I was just giving a little bit of a tail to that. And now I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave full stop. And so basically, but, but just to complete the story here, yeah. uh, the marketers are now also calling on the CEO, Linda Yaccarino, uh, to resign in order to protect her own reputation. Because here's one of the interesting ironies of the whole thing. So this is NBC Universal was one of the big advertisers, and of course, Linda Yaccarino used to head ad sales for yep. NBC Universal. Um, and so the all these advertisers basically have paused spending on the platform. But let's just be honest, they've quit. Um, after Musk promoted an anti-Semitic post. And then combined with that, the media watchdog Media Matters published a report last week uh, that sort of basically brought all this to a head that revealed brands that are running, uh, including Apple's, uh, which was X's largest advertiser. Basically, their ads were running next to anti-Semitic content. And so... You know, Yaccarino came out and with the party line and said, you know, quote, there's a vocal minority trying to use deceptive tactics to undermine our work. But on the other side, there are vocal supporters and courageous partners who believe in X and the meaningful work you all are doing, end quote. But honestly, that feels a little that's a a really empty statement right now, because, you know, who is it? (laughs) You know, those quote unquote vocal supporters. eh, Maybe not who you really want, you know, on your side of history there. So. It is chaos right now, as one ad exec who says it. And and I wonder if this is literally the beginning of the end, because now Musk has said they're going to sue uh, Media Matters for this. Um, this feels... I think that's happened. Yeah. I thought it, that that actually... Yeah, as we go to air, it's definitely happened. Um, but I think this is... I think this is the nail in the coffin, to be honest. I think this is... This is I think this is... This has got to be... Well... <laughs> From a business model perspective, it's a nail in the coffin. Whether it, it, you know, there you go. I think that was that's better said. So, just just look at what happened with OpenAI over the weekend. Do you know where everyone was getting their information? You know where everyone was posting their information? It was on X. Yeah, true. And this in times like the this, when you really need information quickly, and you have uh, your set of trusted experts that you follow, most of that's done on. X formerly. Although I will tell you, Sam Altman, as well as Kara Swisher, Kara Swisher doing some amazing reporting on the whole open AI thing was posting on threads. Well, I, I would like to s- now they may get to the point where they're the, the immediate news and they've got the, because the last time that, I mean, I don't know what it was a week ago when I was playing around with threads, which I don't go there very often. I didn't feel like I was getting the most recent stuff, no matter what I did. Now maybe that's changing. Maybe so. That's what you mean, Twitter's on threads. Best you, you, you on threads. On threads you weren't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was getting like what's going on right now, not what happened four days ago. I don't want that one. I don't want the most popular one from four days ago or three days ago. I want to see like what's going on right now. And I know you can sort of fiddle with that, and they are fiddling. Well, with you can follow the people who would normally yeah. report on it, like Kara Swisher, right? So yeah. she was she was right there. She was she, as far as I know. She was even, she was, you know, noting the, uh, she was the first one I know of to, to post the actual letter from the employees. And she posted that on threads. 
Um, and she was, you know, she was, she was providing a timeline really early in the weekend um, of what was going on there. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's some good journalism happening on, on threads with select people. I, I grant you that X is still sort of there because it's sort of the, the platform that people have kind of thing. But I don't, I, I think they're all doing it a bit with a distaste in their mouth. Well, to your point, the, the business, the business model of advertising first that Twitter X has had cannot survive what Elon does. It, it's shown over and over again that you can't get advertisers that are trying to target regular people buying regular consumer items. They're not going to support what he does. Yeah. And, and right. nor should they, nor should they. So hats off to them. So, so X can survive. I don't think it's the nail in the coffin, but they can't have an advertising based business model. It's got to be subscription run or some other means of funding, which could just be his pet project. He's the richest person in the world. He doesn't need to, he could right. totally well, that's, subsidize yeah. this himself. It becomes he doesn't his, need it, any, it, yeah. his little pet project, which that's what that's it right. is. And we're just, we're just, we're thinking that he needs to make a business model out of this. He does not. It doesn't, and poor Linda Yaccarino just needs to go because she's not needed. Because that's right, anything that she does, she can't do anything. They could have the best stats in the world, like, oh my god, your advertising return rates are going to be off the hook. You definitely need to. It doesn't matter when he's sharing and supporting positions like this. That's right. So, and you know, I here's the thing I would actually respect them more if they just lean into that. I totally agree. If this is who you are. Yeah. You're totally screwed up platform. <laughs> right. Platform, well, if just, that's us. If she just, you know, it, it, in other words, don't even give lip service to the point that you're trying to, you know, put in t- controls around uh, brand adjacency to advertising and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Just say, look, we're leaning into subscription. We're, we're not worried about advertising at all. We're yep. leaning into free speech. We're learning, you know, we're leaning into becoming a subscription-based platform where free speech, anything you want to say is there. And basically, my pedigree as an ad salesperson has really nothing to do with my job. It's it's all about my ability to lead us and transform this company into a payments platform and a and a subscription base. Like if they would lean into that messaging, done. I think they'd yeah. do better. I think they would actually do better because people I, would, I would be agree. like. It, you know, it's it's like it's a little bit like they're trying to have it both ways now from a messaging perspective. And it's just showing them to be dishonest. Um, and so, you know, I, if, I would just lean into it. I would just lean into your your point of view there. I don't understand why they're I don't I don't understand the facade. I really just don't. I don't I don't get it. So you that know, I totally agree with you. hundred percent. And I think that's going to happen. But I wish they'd just come out and say that. And the second thing is for, for this is, I don't know. I don't know Linda Yaccarino, but for, for, I really would like her. I think she should leave before she is attached to this stigma for the rest of her life. And she had an opportunity to leave. Uh, she can't do anything about what Elon is doing. And then what, the more you stay, you are complicit in that. And I think it's a problem. And I think that those people, and that's why, you know, you made that decision. For whatever yeah. reason you made that decision, I need to come to this decision and say, you know, rec- regardless of if it's doing anything for my business or not, I don't want to be associated with a platform that is a proponent of these attitudes. 
Done. That's right. And he, and where the leader of the company him. is, yeah, where the leader of the company is a proponent of these of these. That's sentiments. right. Yeah. You, yeah, you just you just can't do it. So that's so I just haven't I just haven't I just haven't done it. But I need to do it's it. Hard. It's hard. We'll do it for, in the next. It's hard for a guy like you, right? I mean, I, and I and I mean this sincerely. It's hard for somebody because you're you you know. I mean, it was hard for me um, because you know I look at the the amount of you know, quote unquote, sunk cost for, and that's, that's a kind of an awful way to think about it, but it, but you know, the, the amount of sunk effort, let's put it that, that you had from 2007 and 2008, you know, literally for the last 15 years that you've put into that platform and, you know, X tens, I mean, you with hundreds of thousands of, of followers and, and me with my, I don't know, 50, 50,000 or something like that. And, you know, deleting that is just sort of like it's it's a hard thing to do it's a it's a hard thing to 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 come to the conclusion to but i you know for me it was it was for me it was the writing was on the wall when a i didn't agree you know i i could not you know the the dude doesn't abide by where yeah. where you know where were where they were going messaging wise and what they were doing from an anti-semitism and sort of those kinds of things but honestly, the the sort of nail in the coffin for me was when I turned it off, basically, and my web traffic didn't go down at all, and in fact went up. My percentage of Twitter traffic actually went up. It's like okay, that tells me that I'm I'm screaming into the void there. I don't get you know my 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 audience is not there anymore and not sharing anymore, and that yeah. was proven out at Content Marketing World and so many other places. It's like. Yeah, they're there, but nobody nobody cares anymore. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. There's no. There's no heart left in the in the in the feed. Yeah, and and what, what's I don't know. I'm I don't know who said this. You probably do, but there's never a bad time to make the right decision. Oh, I'm a little yeah, bit late. To, yeah, yeah. A little bit late to the game here, but but the right decision is 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 I see it in front of me. I know yeah. that's the decision I have yeah. to make. So over the next week, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it and. Uh, and then you're going to have to change your the people watching video. You've got my X address here, so I have to. <laughs> and I'm not going to do threads. I could do LinkedIn. I maybe I just do my website. Yeah, just put my website up there. Yeah, LinkedIn. I want to. I don't. Wanna, I, don't want I will tell you. I'm really enjoying threads for the content. Um, I'm not posting a lot there. I'm posting probably twice a week. Um, stuff, and I'm I'm sort of finding my way of the kinds of thing I want to post on threads, which right now is mostly like observations about life rather than uh sort of my marketing sharing news you know i used to use twitter so much as sort of like sharing news sharing thought leadership sharing you know links here sharing links there doing that you know sort of thing and i'm finding on threads that that's kind of it feels kind of tired um so i'm basically just like sharing more personal observations about life and business and those sorts of things and I i'm enjoying the content very much i mean it's small and there's no ads yet, so it's it's great from an experience perspective. And I know that's going to change, but I will tell you that that you know my small following and those those that I follow, it's 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 been really lovely. It's been a nice way to scroll through things, you know, um, and not uh, and not and not feel bad. Yeah, um, it's it, the only thing that bothers me is that I'm moving from one person that I I'm really not a fan of. Uh, for sure. Well, that's true. I mean, another yeah. person I'm really not a fair fan enough. of, which yeah, is Zuckerberg. No, so it's know. just like, which, yeah, like, I get I don't it. like either side no. of the pool. I get it. I should just stay out of the pool. 
but okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll see. Yeah. All right. No, it's, it's, it, there's, there's something to be said about that too. I mean, there's something to be said about social media in general, which, you know, uh, but anyway, that's a whole other topic. All right. Let's get to our last story here uh, quickly, which is about tick and the talk. Um, and the headline, which will come from the Pew Research organization. Uh, basically, the headline is more Americans are getting news on TikTok, bucking the trend seen on most other social media sites. A small but growing share of U.S. adults say they regularly get their news on TikTok. This is in contrast with many other social media sites where news consumption has either declined or stayed about the same in recent years. In just three years, the share of U.S. adults who say they regularly get news from TikTok has more than quadrupled from 3% in 2020 to 14 percent in 2023 tiktok primarily known for its short form video sharing has become especially popular among teens two-thirds of whom report ever using the platform as well as young adults among adults those 18 to 29 are most likely to say they regularly get news on tiktok about a third of americans in this age group 32 percent say they regularly get news there a higher share than in years before. This compares with 15% of those aged 30 to 49 and 7% of those 50 to 64. Hi, that's me. Um, and then just 3% of those 65 and older. Um, and then there's a wonderful graph here that sort of shows the growth and sort of, you know, it's just like kind of obvious, boom, the sort of hockey stick growth of, of TikTok and news with regard to there Snapchat, LinkedIn, WhatsApp, Twitch, Facebook, Reddit, et cetera, all of them mm -hmm. in decline. Um, <laughs> with the exception of next door, which is very funny to me. Next, next door. door. Jeez, next door is just the like the, next door is like the cesspool of social media networks. It really is. Yeah, but that's going yeah. up too. So yeah, exactly. We're that's all saved. Point. We're that's all saved. Point. Yeah. There's a there's a raccoon. So here's a, here's your here's here's next door. There's a raccoon in my driveway. Uh what is this animal? It's always a possum. Um and three, <laughs> somebody <laughs> just scam alert. Yeah. And then, and then, yes. And then some sort of, some sort of, uh, picture of somebody on a street who looks kind of suspicious and we should be watching out for them. Yeah, so there's, there's your next door in a nutshell. <laughs> so ba is based on, you know, you and I have talked about this whole TikTok thing and probably me more than, more than you of uh, the concern that I have about it. And I was just doing some, you know, back of the envelope math here. Yeah. So based on what you just said, we've got, 30% of U.S. adults under 30 that get their news from TikTok. 14% of all U.S. adults get their news from TikTok. Whatever news is, which we don't yeah. know what that is exactly. Now, if you look at this and you just, just play it out at its current rate of growth, it is possible that within uh, five years, half of U.S. adults could get their news from TikTok. I'm just pointing it out yeah, because that's my job here that – TikTok is a Chinese owned <laughs> company. Yeah. And I'm not even calling out the whole China thing. I'm right. saying is what if your population got half its news from another country? Well, I mean, ah, uh, no. Hey, uh, <laughs> right. Huh? Uh, 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 that's my argument. Yeah. Huh? It's a good one. It's a good huh? one. Uh -uh. Yeah. So that's yeah. my, that if if something doesn't happen here to change that, um, boy, that's that's scary. Do you think that China would let that happen? That fifty percent of 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 Chinese get their I, news know, from American? 
No. Well, no, no. they wouldn't. They would but stop it's it. a different. No, it's a different. Well, it's a, but it's a it's a different. It's a different. It's an entirely different. Isn't this a national security? I'm not. I don't want to be a conspiracy it is not theorist. A national security. I think it's a national I, security risk. I do. Not. I do. I, I absolutely think it is. I think it's top three issue. I think AI, TikTok, and I don't think the platform is. The Kardashians I, I, are yeah. the three <laughs> biggest issues that we should be c- concerned about. I think we should be much more concerned about the uh, the misinformation, the ease by which misinformation and technology such as AI can create the misinformation, um, and you know a than than the platforms that are that are you know that are well let's call it enablement right i tiktok has arguably a stricter uh set of regulations about what can go on there than does facebook for example um and you know we i mean we talked about on this show how Facebook's, you know, sort of theatrical sort of announcement around political advertising and those kinds of things was really kind of silly. Um, You know, when I look at all of the issues that we have with regard to misinformation, fake news, et cetera, et cetera, I I don't believe that TikTok usage is is at the top of that list. It's on the list, but it's not at the top. But it's not misinformation. It's the ability to change uh, the thinking yeah, of so I just many don't people. See one, because I don't, you, you I have, don't see that. I, it, I don't. So, so what, yeah. the, what the average adult that uses TikTok is on it for an hour and a half a day. That, Agreed. I, I don't know that. I, so there's a whole, that's a whole other thing though, right? That's, so right now, know. so maybe, maybe that's the goal. Maybe it said, Hey, let's just put pictures of, of cats and dogs and people like doing stupid things and whatever, and keep them occupied Fair enough. I I, I hear you. Because they, they have so, the best mouse mousetrap of keeping people addicted to a platform than any other platform out there. That absolutely could be the case. And that that I that that to me is the bigger concern than whether or not they're going to manipulate the news to to foment some sort of, you know, rebellion or something like that. No, I, 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 I was it's funny. I mean, the distraction. I don't even know. If I, I don't a, even. I don't know if I have a succinct point here. I just yeah. want it known, but <laughs> it, that that this is an issue. This could be an issue. I talked about this with my youngest, and we were arguing because 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 he thought I was stupid about the whole thing. He's like, "You're just making this stuff up just because you want to be argumentative, whatever." And I said, "It all they really want is for us to be polarized." They just want to keep moving us in different directions to rip us apart internally. That's all they want. And I think that's what's happening. That's not just TikTok, by the way. That and that's obviously Facebook. That could well, be that's Instagram. any media platform. Yeah, that's that's I that's, know. That's but any if that's all. Media if that's platform. all they do, right? Isn't that isn't that a, a, an well, issue? Yeah, it's it, it it gets to it gets to whether it's a nefarious sort of intent or whether it's just neglect, right? In other words, if you're optimizing for the business model which in this case i would say tiktok is definitely doing that right they're optimizing your feed for the business model so that you see more ads you buy more stuff you you basically use their platform more it becomes sort of the media platform for yeah. the younger generation that's just optimizing the business model at the expense of the mental health or social health of the public and so totally get that that's an issue and that 
government should step in. And we've talked about that ad yep. nauseum on this show about the need for regulation and, and, and how and, ver- and verification and that's, but that's across social media. That's yeah. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, X formerly known as Twitter, uh, TikTok, you know, every, 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 basically every media, YouTube, every media outlet. Right. And then there's the idea that somehow someone's putting their finger on the scale of the algorithm of content to, to, to create a, polarization for spying purposes and that i don't uh, that i don't I, it doesn't I don't. have to be spying i know it doesn't that's my point is is that is is that is that those are two separate things those are two separate issues and conflating those want. two that's things that's what they want you to believe. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna we can stop talking yeah. about that because yeah, yeah, people yeah. are like joe you got to get a life here i'm just saying well, they may be they may be yelling at they may be yelling at me too saying that i'm Pollyanna uh, okay. why, why it works so well we just we just yeah. you know scream at the clouds i guess uh, that's right well, well speaking right. of which speaking of which yelling at clouds yes um we're gonna get to our rancid rave section to finish off our little show here and basically it's where joe and i go off on a little bit of a rant or a little bit of a rave over something that makes us feel like uh well that we've just used one of snoop dogg's new smokeless things or the fact that we've quit weed smoking altogether you know i actually thought that he was just going to edibles i'm just like you know the smoking was too much so he's like he just switched no well i'm sure he i'm sure he does all of the above (laughs) i think think it's i think it's i think it's it's it's, the answer is e my friend all of the above yes i know everybody most people know this but the fact that he has a blunt roller on his staff and yes the job But that's part of the brand. It's, it's part of the. Impressive. It's so great. It's so. It's, it's so. It's, it's so great. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So very quickly here, just like this super quick rant. Um, I don't know if you've experienced this, but literally over the last, I would call it six months, maybe even, maybe even a little longer, but six months for sure. I read a lot on my phone. Right. I read news articles. I read. I sometimes will read a book, but mostly I read news articles for this show and for others. And I read my favorite blogs on my phone. I read, you know, my, my Cowboys blogs. I read on the, you know, I read a lot on my phone and I will tell you the ads, the pop-ups, the takeovers, the, you know, slow loading, uh, ads that get inserted. It's just making these sites literally unusable. I just, I cannot get over it. It's just, it's so bad now that there are sites now when I, I I will see them in my social media feed that I, I know the site and I'm like, I'm not clicking on it because I know it's going to, I know it's going to load four pop-ups on my phone and I can't Forbes, you know? Yes. Right. You know? And so you just can't, you can't literally load it up. It's that scene. It's that scene from ready player one where he wants to take, remember he wants to, whatever IOI wants to take it over. And he says, look at all this advertising space. We can cover 98% of the screen. (laughs) screen, Right. That's when you go, when you go to Forbes and other sites, I'm going to pick on Forbes, for example, and I have to look to find the content. Yeah. Like I have to, if I scroll down enough, I can sort of see the first line. What are they doing? Yeah. And then there's the whole thing where you have to, click for more of the article. And as soon as you click for more of the article, another pop-up comes up and it takes over the page where you, there's no X to, 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 to close it. You literally have to scroll through the ad as it sort of magically disappears over the the one where you have to wait like seven seconds or 10 seconds. And then it will give you the X. That's the one that drives me crazy. I'm like, Oh, I just have to wait and look at this. I, I, Oh, 
Anyway, okay. all right. Yeah. Very quickly here, a I don't know if it's rave necessarily. It's a commentary more than anything else. We got into a discussion uh, with our wonderful friend, friend and family of the show for sure, uh, and just and father and new father, new father, um, our our friend Carlos Abler, um, who we've known for years and years and years. Um, the guy who uses words that. I usually have to any email from him. He's one of the most intelligent people that I've ever met. Any email from him, you're picking up a dictionary, right? Well, I have to tell him, and I've done that. I I I have to say, okay, Carlos, speak to me like you know. You you think five years in the sixth grade? That's right. I need that kind of language. Anyway, he reached out to us, (laughs) and we started an online discussion around uh, local news, and we've talked about this on the show before, and we talked about the the idea of content marketing and local news. And uh, we ran across this article um, from that came out in NPR about a month ago um, that we didn't cover on the news, but it, but it's a really interesting thing. And what we started talking about was this idea of, again, how, and we even did some back of the envelope math about how local newspapers and stadium naming rights would probably be in this similar kind of budget range for, uh, for these brands that sort of really take over a city, right? So big companies that have their headquarters in local, uh, you know, in the local city and could take over either as a benefactor to literally just subsidize the profitability of a local news organization or have some sort of naming rights or have some sort of, you know, on-air sponsorship of this kind of thing. And it's just a, f- a fascinating business model that we can't understand why isn't getting more uh, press and or more coverage and or just people trying it. Um, it just seems like such a no-brainer to us. And we started having that discussion. And then this article, which we'll link to in the show notes, came up, which is Philanthropies Pledge $500 million to address the crisis in local news. And by the way, there's another article that we could have linked to, um, and perhaps I'll, I'll I'll make sure we get it into the show notes from Axios this week that showed county by county in the U.S. the number of local newspapers that are at risk right now. Um, and so the article says some of the biggest names in American philanthropy have joined forces to spend at least a half a billion dollars over five years to revitalize the coverage of local news uh, in places. And it's based on a Chicago MacArthur Foundation uh, grant called Press Forward fantastic program but it shouldn't be necessary right this 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 is and can be solved in the private sector or at least a cooperation or co-creation you know with private and public resources um, whether it's government plus NGOs plus the business where this is not that hard a problem to solve it just really isn't and should be solved and can be solved with marketing efforts, branding efforts from companies because they're still spending money on naming stadiums. They're still spending money on naming libraries. They're still spending money on naming things for themselves. And so it would not be a huge stretch of the imagination. And all of the conflicts of interest kinds of things could be easily um, taken care of if brands would just get behind the idea of sponsoring their, their local newspaper and turn that into a platform for, for content marketing. So anyway, just a, a bit of a commentary there, I guess. And, uh, and a shout out to Carlos for the work that he's thinking about in this. Mm-hmm. And then also this article. Yeah. I mean, and, and we were having this email discussion and it, it just, it hits you right in the face and says, okay, for local news to survive, they can't make money off the content. It's, it's not directly off the content. 
Right. So that's right. So if you if you take that outside and you look at it, like you said, a naming rights thing, and I, and we've talked about it on the show. I, I the Cleveland dot com Cleveland Plain Dealer. Yeah, that could easily be sponsored by Progressive Insurance. They they yep. are the naming rights to Progressive Field, where the Cleveland Guardians play. That's right. Why not Rocket Mortgage? Does the does the Cavaliers same type of thing? Uh, my hometown of Sandusky, Ohio, their their Sandusky Register having a tough time. Well, who's located there? Cedar Point, Cedar Fair, large one. You know the the largest regional roller coaster chain in the world. I think why they could support something like so those types of things need to happen and i really think i don't know if you need to do an article about it or like we probably the and the interesting thing to me is the immediate pushback that i've gotten before is well that's nice but this is a local thing and these big national international in some cases companies they're that's not where their customers are right They're, they're they're why would you do that if they're and and my point to it is is that and, and i i know this is a little bit of a of a you know of, a, of an interesting and shifting sands these days with remote work but it's where their employees are right yeah and so taking civic pride into where your employees live and breathe is just as you know so employee branding and employee marketing and taking an active role in the city that you occupy is i would argue just as an important of a brand issue as making sure that you're getting the reach and frequency you need yeah. with your, you know, your potential customer base as well. By the way, your customer base is also there in the local city. And there's a reason that you've basically decided that sponsoring the local stadium is a good idea. I can't understand why you wouldn't suggest, you know, or couldn't suggest sponsoring the local newspaper because the money, by the way, you don't have to buy the newspaper. You don't have to take it no. over. And you don't want to be part of the operations. You, you don't have to be, right? Just and, like and Progressive isn't involved in any decisions that the Guardians are making, but their right. investment in keeps keeps the lights on, keeps them buying other players. I mean, that's exactly right. And and you can look at what is happening right now in, for example, when we cover Aero Electronics and they're, you know, they purchase fifty-three magazines, websites, e-commerce, you know, events, et cetera, all in the electrical engineering space. Um, for Aero Electronics, they set a whole division of their company yeah. to do that separate, and they don't, you know, they don't. It's a, definitely a firewall there. But the interesting thing here is, it's just about the subsidy enough to keep them above water and active, and 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 it keeps your total addressable market alive. It keeps your employee base. It, there's just uh, there's so much goodness to be had there, and it just seems to me to be such low hanging fruit. So I just don't understand why it hasn't it's happened. Just a yet. change change in thinking. It's just yep. it's just on yep. both sides on both yep. sides. All right, what no, do you got? I love that. I love that conversation. Uh, mine is just really quick, and I'll put this in the show notes. There's a an article. Let me see if I can uh, put this up here. There's an article from um, Adweek on BuzzFeed. Of course. For those of you that aren't aware of what BuzzFeed is is going through, they're really going through hard times. Uh, they're not growing to, to try to scale anymore. They're What they're really trying to do is figure out if this model can even work at all. And there's this article, the article here from Mark Sternberg talks about the changes that the media company is making. They, they have the, the BuzzFeed, HuffPost, Complex Media, First We Feast, and Tasty are all part of, uh, of what's going on at BuzzFeed. They're not trying to scale anymore. And we're, I think what we're seeing is what they're trying to do is they're going deep into the knowledge of one particular market. And instead of having salespeople go across all these different brands, they're moving sales and operations to each individual brand. 
And I know you and I've talked about this forever. This happens all. I mean, we see a switching back all the time. I mean, there's like, okay, we're going to, you know, back in 2000 and 2001, everything was about scaling. You know, we want Mm -hmm. a salesperson to be able to sell seven, eight properties. We want our editors to be able to write in all these different markets. And then we get a recession and everything goes back to, okay, we want experts in each category. And that's where we're going. And I think we're going to go there for a long time because I, to be successful as any media brand today, you have to really go deep and know that area better than anyone else. And you can't afford for that editor, that journalist, that uh, writer, that operations person, that salesperson to um, be confused about who the customers are, who the audience is, and how I can serve those pain points. So they're starting to move them again. So instead of, I mean, it's really easy decisions to make. And when you look at it on the surface, that's the way creators, content entrepreneurs are setting it up. They're like, oh, okay, we're the expert in this one thing. We're going to have a salesperson that focuses on that. we got an operations. we got an editorial team. We're just going to focus on that. If we launch something else, that's a different team. Right. You don't want to water that down at all. So that's what BuzzFeed is trying to do so that they understand their audience's needs a little bit more. And, you know, the advertising across these different channels and and setting up these four or five vertical markets all into one is just not going to work anymore if it ever did work really well. But so we're kind of coming back home with these media models. I think that's so fascinating. You know, yeah, it's, you know, go deep and niche. Or if you want to go broad, you got to be big. You got to, you, you know, that's, that's and even that, well, that's what BuzzFeed you know. tried to do, right? Yeah, exactly. They just tried to go big and all these plans, and it it just simply didn't work. You can't get big enough. You can't get, you, you know, we've talked about this for scale so many times. Yeah, it's 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 the scale you need these days to be big and broad yeah. in media is just is too much. Exactly. All right. Well, Thanksgiving is upon us, my friend. Um, happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, happy happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to all our yeah, wonderful all listeners. Our wonderful Thank listeners. you for all the support. It's amazing that I think I think we are right now. Uh, we're within a week or two of celebrating our tenth anniversary. Yes, so, we which are. Which is crazy, right? It is because we started crazy. in uh, 2013, November of 13. Yes, yep. when we started. And yeah. uh, God, what a lot of wasted time, huh? <laughs> Well, no, I love I, you. I love you. And boy, would the, the, how life would be different if we didn't start this crazy podcast, it is, right? It is. It would be very, very strange indeed. And thank all of you for wasting your time. The 403 hours that you have now wasted with all of this nonsense. And we do thank you for that and have much, much gratitude for you. Have a lovely weekend and a great, great uh, do some shopping. Um, on Black Friday as this comes out. And until we see you again next week, and we will see you again next week for 404, just remember, everybody, it is your story to tell, and tell it well. We'll see you next week on This Old Marketing.